Ah. I hear you. Ah. I hear you. Ladies, can you hear us? I hear you. Okay. Ladies, can you hear us? I hear you. Okay. Ladies, can you hear us? I hear you. Okay. They can hear us. Good morning, ladies. So happy you could join us. We're um, working on some technical issues this Thank morning. Good morning, um, ladies. So happy. You and could Ashley join can us. attest we're, we were doing uh, some testing last. Issues this morning. Susie's on. on. And good. Ashley can attest we're, we were doing oh, some testing. Oh, so happy to see you. There's an echo going on as well. I got it. We're done. We're cool. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Yay! It's so good to see you. Good morning. Good morning, Pammy. Good morning. How are, how are things on this July 11th? Aside from being, uh, you know, like drowning, <laughs> I'm okay. Aside from the fact that when I got off last night of our test and went to let the pumpkin cat in, um, she brought in a mouse with her, which out without my knowing it, and all of a sudden I see this little black thing running across the uh, floor. And then one of the other cats decided to get involved, and I'm like, oh, oh my goodness. I don't need this tonight. And it, it's running near me, and I'm going, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what you want. No. That's definitely not. No. And then, to top it all off, I think my TV is going. It keeps shutting on <laughs> and shutting off and shutting off and, and shutting on. And around, 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 around. So... Oh, no, maybe it, you're... it's an interesting morning. Let's just put it that way. Well, maybe maybe all the electronics are malfunctioning after the forty-second uh, teaser that Tosca dropped on us yesterday. Oh, I... <laughs> Good. I'm, I'm malfunctioning. I'm malfunctioning. Oh my gosh! <laughs> what do you think, ladies? Did you approve? <laughs> Oh, oh my gosh. Oh my God, I got to fan that face. <laughs> I know, it's getting a little warm in here. In more ways than one, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was a nice surprise, wasn't it? it yeah, was. everybody in the in the chat room. <laughs> we have a couple holy shits from Lauren and Susie. Uh, Susanna has the flames going. Oh Ashley says, OMG, still not over it. Betty says, I was melting. Well, and Lauren melting. said um, from Pittsburgh said, I thought it was going to be part three that would kill us all, but I'm not sure we're going to make it to part three. <laughs> Lauren, I keep, I keep looking ahead to the second book and I'm like, I don't think that, I don't think this is going to, I don't think I'm going to be able to get through this. This is going to be such an emotional roller coaster. Yes. <laughs> Betty Absolutely. was saying, I was thinking, bite me, Gabriel. <laughs> and this coming from the Paul super fan. So, yeah, well done. Well done, mm -hmm. Julio. Well done, Melanie. Well done, Tosca and Dennis and the whole team. Um, oh, yeah. Mar Margie, for putting that teaser together, it was, as Lori said, very, very hot. <laughs> and Susie, I completely agree, agree with you. She said, Julio's voice along makes you just want to combust. Yes, because <laughs> for me, it's all about his voice. And honest to goodness, I just don't know how we're going to get through part two. I, I can barely make it through part one. I know. <laughs> I know. Oh, God, help me. Saints deserve us. <laughs> 
Oh, my goodness. Uh, The intense breathing was killing me, Ashley said. Right, the sound. The sound is so important in a film. I Mm -hmm. think sometimes people underestimate it because it's such a visual medium, but the sound... I, I. I had a little watch along of part one with uh, my dear friends Pam and uh, Karen and Kenzie the other night. Oh, yes. And I was listening. I was, I had my earbuds in, and the difference um, hearing the sound that clearly versus me having it on my TV set, um, it was, it blew me away. I actually picked up things, real subtle things that I didn't notice before. I did too. Um, I did too. Really, really, very, very beautifully done. Mm-hmm. Um, as Lori says, it was the perfect teaser. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but he says, maybe Mother Nature will mellow down with the new teaser, or maybe she will go wild. <laughs> I think she's going wild. (laughs) I think she's going wild, Betty. I think that's why uh, Pam's having all these uh, electronic issues going on. I think the intensity, the power fields are being shifted uh, by uh, the energy coming from that, the heat coming off of that Um, teaser. And it also could have been Tropical Storm Faye that has gone, went through yesterday and left this wonderful, humid, 92 degrees Fahrenheit with 98% humidity. Mm. Yes. It's, it's, it is almost like you're in boiling water. Yes. Um, and you know, as uh, Susie is, Susie was echoing comments about the sound. She said the sound is so important. Listening now, to the heavy breathing and the sound on his lips of her neck. Just wow. Do you think he said heavy... it left me breathless. I needed a fan. Do you think the heavy <laughs> breathing was part of the ADR? <laughs> <laughs> I want to. I want to. I want to listen to that track. But that's all I have to say. Goodness, <laughs> I don't think I'd be able to sleep after that, though. Goodness and hello, gracious. And Frank Franca is uh, could... hoping everybody's blood pressure is returned to normal. <laughs> not a chance, Franca. Not a chance. Oh, not a chance um, in hell. As, as Ashley said, the movie and books are giving writing fuel, uh, the writing fanfic and original work. That's right. Fuel for the new fix. fanfic. I'm sure that's popping up. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jean Ann said she went wild last night during that teaser. Uh, <laughs> she <laughs> needed it on, on that. I think Jean Ann actually had a birthday yesterday. Mm. So happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Jean Ann. Wishing, wishing you a wonderful, really wonderful year and many years to come. I know it's a crazy time right now, but every, every birthday is a gift. <laughs> That's true. And this Truly. was a very nice gift from Tosca, I think for you. <laughs> oh my gosh. I know MJ had said that was a nice belated birthday gift. A little shout out to MJ yeah. for her birthday this week uh-huh. as well. Um, Ashley says the series is giving her writing inspiration, which is wonderful. I think that's one of the beautiful things about this community. Ashley, didn't I see something about chocolate cake in your fan fiction? (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Amazing. And Jean Ann says, yes, it was the best present. Ashley said she saw the trailer without sound. She was dying. I first saw it without sound too, Ashley. And then adding the sound, it just is overwhelming so fantastic and we were on it for um (laughs) yeah you know we were testing last night because next friday night we're having uh uh 
Betty and Perling, as uh, we discussed, Gabriel's birthday. Yes, and Gabriel's birthday celebration next Friday evening, 7 p.m. Eastern New York time. I'm hoping that's okay. A good time for you, Susie, over in the Oz. I think it might be. I'm not sure. Um, but we are hoping to uh, have a good celebration, and we were testing it out. And, <laughs> and then the trailer popped up. <laughs> and then we were watching the trailer as as, as we were, were testing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, my Lord in heaven. Anyway. Yes. Yes, and Susie wasn't sure what it works out to be. I'll have to take a look at that, Susie. I hope it's not, I hope it's a decent hour and not not a crazy time for you. Um, and Lauren is asking Ashley where she can read her fan fiction. So Ashley, feel free to post that. Absolutely. Um, um, Franca noted, I was lying in bed watching the trailer with my husband next to me. He was totally <laughs> ignoring me until he heard the heavy breathing. <laughs> oh, Franca, that is that's priceless. That's priceless, yes. <laughs> yeah, and Betty was saying yes. And Pearling lost her, yeah, baby. Oh, she that's right. a, oh my God. Oh my I God. <laughs> I think that's all we were doing. I, I, I couldn't so. I couldn't stop watching it. It just kept looping and I just couldn't it was transfixed. It was, yes. it was <laughs> And as I said last night, I, I took a copy of that um, uh, recording that we did for the test, sent it to SR. <laughs> said, oh my god! You gosh. gotta hear <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, he'll, I'm sure he'll get a good chuckle out of that. <laughs> oh He's very gosh. pleased though. I mean, uh, all everything with the way the, the, the films have been produced. I think he's really very happy that his, his vision is being truly translated to the screen. When we emailed him this week for uh, any news or anything he wanted to put out there and some questions we had asked, um, he said that, uh, tell the readers that I've seen the rough cut of all three of the films and it's beautiful beginning to end. Readers will really enjoy it. And uh, he has also told that there are some, um, some of the merchandise is sold out at the Passion Flux store, like the wine glasses. Um, but he said they're, they're ordering more, and there's also going to be different merchandise coming. And, uh, but he thinks that the wine glasses will come back. Oh, that would be nice. They look lovely. They do. They do. And I'll tell you what, um, I'm in my sister's house temporarily I don't know for how long that temporary is going to be but um that's where I am and all my wine glasses are packed up in a crate down in her basement so when I go to drink a glass of wine here I have no clue what I'm drinking out of and it's really pissing me off (laughs) I'm sorry I shouldn't be laughing at that but I can understand your frustration I, I, wine glasses are very special and very particular to me. You know, yes. My, I had my great, um, she wasn't my great aunt. She was a great aunt. Um, teach me wine. She and her husband. Aww. 
So I'm always very particular about what wine glasses I'm using, where and when. Mm-hmm. I, underst- I understand that when I worked, uh, when I was fundraising for the arts, uh, we had a massive, massive multi-weekend event. And one of the, one of the special evenings was a wine tasting. Mm-hmm. Um, and they brought in the, I believe it's, did they say Rydal or Riedel? The Rydal glasses. There's a special maker of know. glasses. And they were showing the different shapes and what was appropriate for which thing. Exactly. Um, so it, it really, really um, it, has it been. Resonates with <laughs> the bouquet comes and whatever. Exactly. Anyhow. Well, and um, I, at looking Perfect. in the chat room, um, Lauren said that her poster arrived the other day. Um, mm-hmm. You know, speaking of speaking of merchandise and the, the Gabriel's wine glasses, and she said, "A poster arrived the other day, and it is gorgeous. Drinking coffee out of my angel fucker mug right now." <laughs> so, <laughs> Ashley said, "I want to get the angel fucker coffee mug, or the mentally dating Gabriel shirt or a hoodie." Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I know uh, people really like the merchandise. Um, and Lori was saying Passion Flicks really has done such a perfect job. I overuse perfect, but I can't imagine it needing any improvement. So, and Betty's um, still and, waiting <laughs> for her full wine glass. <laughs> you can suggest that. That's yeah, one of the absolutely. things they say. You can still suggest things. Um, and maybe it'll I, come in the next uh, batch of wine glasses, Betty. You never know. You never know. That's right, because we have the mentally dating uh, Paul shirt. Yes, I can imagine that you'll be getting that. And the angel fucker mug. (laughs) It really is funny. Mm -hmm. I love that, though, because that was a specific recommendation from the fans. It was. I mean, people were talking about that on our podcast. Absolutely. And, you Mm -hmm. know, if you voice it, Maybe it'll happen. You never know. I know. And Susie hasn't been able to buy any merch yet, but she would like the Aperwitz shirt. I have I would, I would like that um, as well, um, Susie. I have the Premier shirt my daughter's got for, my, for Mother's Day. They actually wanted to order the Aperwitz shirt for me, and it was sold out. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think they may still be sold out, but I feel like... It's possible they're going to be ordering additional. I'm not sure about, about that. Um, if not, maybe we can uh, maybe we can try can it. Suggested. But I do know, um, and Franca just mentioned, and I was going to go into this, I do know it is really tough for our friends who are overseas. Franca's mm-hmm. noting, unfortunately, between the shipping costs and our shocking postal services in South Africa at the moment, mm-hmm. I can't treat myself to any merchandise, but hopefully it will be st- available in the next couple of years while the balance of the series is being filmed. Um, I believe that they will have merchandise available and also create new merchandise. And I'm hoping there's going to be a way to try to, um, circumvent. you know, try to circumvent or alleviate some of the uh, challenges. It's tough though, po- shipping anything overseas and and also coming back, you know, from from somewhere else into the states is just really pricey. It's really really expensive. 
we've we've you know I have family in Greece and I it's just the <laughs> shipping costs are really really astronomical. Mm-hmm. It's very frustrating. It is frustrating. So also so we have more news though yes, from so. SR. SR wanted to remind everyone that the titles in the Florentine series, The Prince, The Raven, The Shadow, and The Roman, and uh, are available. And also, The Man in the Black Suit is still on sale for 99 cents. U.S., Canadian, 99p, 99, uh, 0.99 um, Aussie, mm-hmm. um, and, and down the line, through all, all, across all the platforms. So... On the evening of July 17th, SR will be doing a chat with SR Central American Facebook group in Spanish. And then he's going to be doing another Spanish chat on July 23rd. Uh, Susie says it's $1.60 there. Thank you, Susie. I'm glad for the reminder about the, the sale on the man in the black suit because I was just telling my childhood friends um, about the podcast. Um, and actually my friend Michelle just uh, listened to the Canada day podcast last week uh-huh. and she was quite amused. I'm sure. Um, and she said, I, I need to know more about the books though. Cause I know I would get more out of it. I said, yeah, well, I, I warned you it was, uh, you know, we're fangirling and it's a very specific thing. Um, and I also pointed her, I, I said, you probably would enjoy the ones where we interviewed authors or like Tosca Musk or the actors Mm -hmm. um, as well. Annabelle, hi, you're never too late. It's always wonderful when someone can pop in to join the podcast. So Kelly's also joined us too. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Syracuse, Kelly. Good to, good to see you on Kelly. I I just, um, it's so great when people can stop by and say, hi, I know a lot Mm -hmm. of people will listen to the podcast at different points in the week, but having people in the chat room is really fantastic. Yes. And Betty's noting, Nicholas is hot. More people need to meet him. So the 99 cent um, sale is a good one. And that was making me think I'm going to mention that to my childhood friends. Maybe that will be their first book um, and, and as they foray into it. But I've been talking a lot about Gabriel's Inferno, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, with the film going on. So um, it's always good to spread the word. Yes. And word of mouth is very important, as I will tell you, either whether it be for the film or for uh, the books. Uh, one thing I wanted, I was going to, I just wanted to add this in a little bit. I was noticing this week when we were going into uh, Passion Flicks to, because it was Leslie, Kenzie, and myself, we watched it on Zoom together. Uh, before I signed in, I noticed that they're renting. Gabriel series part one for, I think it's $20 at $19 and 99 cents. I believe it is. So if you're not a member of passion flicks, which we hope everybody will become, um, you can rent at least rent the movie to see it. So. Absolutely. Um, and yes, Annabelle, um, you missed our, um, our complete fangirling over the teaser this uh-huh. morning. Cause Annabelle says, geez, the teaser this morning, you'll be able to go back and look at our comments and listen. Um, <laughs> because, uh, that was the first thing we talked about out of the gate, our little surprise tease mini teaser from Tosca, mm-hmm. which was a great way, um, a great way to kick off the weekend. It was. 
Yes, it was. <laughs> and uh, talking about Betty saying Nicholas is another wonder of the world. Um, Betty also says, I love Acacia. I want to be like her when I grow up. Lori says, yes, Betty, me too. <laughs> I want to be Catherine Picton. I'm sorry. I just... <laughs> go ahead, say it. I love it. I love it. I love that Pam word. Just, Pam just wants to go around saying cod swallop all day. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cod swallop it is. <laughs> such an, it's such a profound word for me. <laughs> it really anyway. is. Ashley says she wants to be Rachel. <laughs> and Susie notes that the man in the black suit is a brilliant read. Absolutely. It yes. really is. I may, I, I need to go back um, and visit and revisit. Uh, revisit. <laughs> revisit uh, Nicholas and Acacia soon. Mm -hmm. I just love that. <laughs> Susie uh, says, I want to be 30 years younger and Julia, LOL. <laughs> Well, we'd all like to be 30 years younger and be Julia at some point in our lives. This like, is I'd true. I'd like to be 30 years younger just to do what I did 30 years ago. <laughs> yes, this if is we true. Really and, and want Betty... to get into it. <laughs> oh, we Pam, could go you back could write more. 40 years, 45 years. More <laughs> chapters for your book, Pam. Um, Betty says, be after Cassia, I never look at spoons the same way. Nope. <laughs> and Franca wants to be SR's personal assistant. Yes. Yes. Um, Susie has a lot of people agreeing with her, though, um, about being uh, being Julia. Sai. <laughs> um, Lori is joining that uh, mm -hmm. crew. So, mm -hmm. yes, uh, we we can all appreciate that. So, yeah. as SR does the. SR. Oh, well, I was going to just remind the, the people who just joined us. This July 17th is going to be the celebration for Gabriel's birthday. Mm -hmm. It's a special evening edition Friday, uh, on the east coast of the U.S., Friday night, the 17th at 7 p.m. New York time. Mm -hmm. So just for Annabelle and Kelly and those um, who are tuning in, um, we want to make sure you know that we're going to be doing that. And then later on that evening, SR is going to be in the Central American Facebook group in Spanish as well. So mm -hmm. you can get your fill of all things SR um, next Friday night. Um, but the other thing, uh, he is uh, going to be joining us on August 1st at 9 a.m. New York time. Uh, so we can all fangirl and gush over part two. So that's going to be, yes. that'll be fun. And hopefully Mixler won't have its issues with the hard drive or, or you know, desktops as opposed to mobile, like they did last no. time he was on. So. Apparently that was resolved. Um, it just was crazy. Oh. We've talked to SR many, well, so to speak. He's been on the podcast many times, um, and that was the only time that we've had that uh, strange technical disconnect. Mm -hmm. Oh, good. Susie says she thinks it's Saturday, 8.30 a.m. in the in Oz, so... I'm hoping that means you can join us. I hope so. That'll be great. It'll be fun. Um, and speaking of SR, uh, mm -hmm. as we turn our attention to our topic today, um, besides fangirling uh, over the movie, of course, um, <laughs> and uh, talking about all of his latest news, we are celebrating Raven's birthday. Um yes. 
And I've been really excited to see a lot of people picking up the Florentine series, people who are new to the world of SR. Um, mm -hmm. It's been really cool to see some of the comments. And I have to be honest, I, you may have noticed, I have not been much on social media in the last couple of weeks. I've been really, really quite, um, quite occupied with work. Um, but what I have seen has been really cool. I love the... Uh, I just love the fact that people are discovering Raven and William and uh, loving them as much as, as we do. So mm -hmm. Raven celebrated her birthday this week, July 5th, and we, we were planning this, and we thought it would be fun to do a podcast on Raven's birthday. Yep. Um, we also thought it was interesting that we have two major characters who have J July birthdays so close to each other in the SR world, mm -hmm. um, Raven and... Um, Gabriel, of course, next mm -hmm. week. So when we were planning this, we asked SR a couple of questions. Um, and uh, Ashley's saying happy birthday, Raven. And she's um, saying about going to camp with her family on July 31st. Uh -oh. Might not make the August 1 camping. Internet is choppy, but we'll be watching both parts during the camping trip. Well, go. if you can't join us, Ashley... Yeah, you will you will know we will be fangirling and we will be fangirling with you in spirit and you can um, listen to the the podcast and uh, hear all the things that SR's SR's insights on too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can come back and read the chat room or and of course listen on the yes. yes, and as Betty mentions, uh, made a note, she loves Raven, she loves the character of Raven, mm -hmm. she is awesome. And she is. And, and she we is. asked SR, what inspired you to write her character? And SR said, for me, the novel began in Florence with the image of Raven walking home from the Uffizi Gallery down by the Arno River very late at night. Florence is a very beautiful city, and it's no less beautiful at night, which readers will see in Gabriel's Inferno, the film. But at night, the darkness breathes. Mm -hmm. <sighs> Anybody who's ever been to Florence, Susie, I'm sure you notice this. It can there there are alleys, dark, and you'd be walking along an alley with like four restaurants on it, and then you come to this dark alley, and there's nothing. So it can be uh, can be very mysterious. I just happened to, I mean, even in his response to our questions he brings that literary poetry right i mean You're very descriptive but at night the darkness breathes i oh, he needs to put that in a book just he saying he did i know it was in that one wasn't it yes it was <sighs> just makes me I, I i can imagine that though the inspiration i'm always interested where people get their inspiration um, for stories and for characters and for for everything, really, for art. Lori's noting that she wants to go there so badly. So do I, Lori. So do I. And she was, um, I, I just think it's interesting. It could be a place. It could be a sound. It could be a piece of art. Mm -hmm. It could be It could be an experience. You know, like when Effie was on talking about her book, mm -hmm. she actually used... Um, a real life experience, um, 
of the cop, at her yeah. office of the cop coming in um, to create the meet cute um, in her new book. And I just love to hear it. Mm-hmm. Um, Susie says SR's writing is nothing less than breathtaking and flawless. Yes. Yes, it is. And Lori says that is a great description. You can feel it. Um, so when, as we asked him the next question, we asked him, um, as we celebrate Raven's birthday today, what are your favorite attributes of Raven? And he said, I wanted to write a character who was different from many female leads. She's unconventionally beautiful. She is disabled and she works restoring great pieces of art at the Uffizi gallery. And I think I think her complexity is what drew me to her. She is unconventional. She has that passion for her work. Mm -hmm. Um, She's incredibly kind. Um, She's living with challenges from her injuries and from her disabilities. And she survives and she thrives. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just, I loved, I loved her passion and her commitment. And Betty, Betty's saying, yes, I love her witty remarks. And Franca said, the way SR describes Florence tells me he has walked many miles around that magnificent city. The only way to see Florence properly is on foot. True. Although when I was, um, when I was there at the hotel I stayed in, they also had a horse and uh, buggy tour. Ooh. Like a handsome cab. And you could get take that, and it would take you around the city as well. Which was that would be nice. different. Yes, that would be nice. Mm-hmm. But yeah, walking and, and walking is the only way to get around that around Florence. Yes, um, Annabelle's saying she highly recommends walking tours in Florence. Um, Ashley's loves Raven's strength and how nothing stops her. And Susie's saying, I love Raven's character, such a strong, passionate woman. It's and true. Susie's and Susie's gotten lost a few times in, in, in Florence. <laughs> she says, I think I've walked every inch of the city and got lost a few times, too. <laughs> Annabelle says, I've convinced my brother that we go see the Dante exhibition that was announced yesterday. Ooh, Annabelle, yeah. I missed that news. I yeah, missed that I think news. It's next year. Really? Yes. I'm look, I'm, I'll put a link in it. I'm, I'm Googling that right now. Okay. Um, I think, you know, I, th- I think my, uh, uh, my penny jar will have to get, start getting refilled <laughs> a lot so that I can uh, take that trip. That'll be fun. I would love to do that. Oh, I'll and say. As much as I would love to stay at the same hotel, <laughs> um, I'd find something else a little bit cheaper. Uh, because yes i'm uh, putting the link in from the florentine uh Mm -hmm. website so i will patch that in so you can see thanks for mentioning that we're always interested in all things the other thing too is i think um it's also going to be virtual so if you really if you can't make it to florence you can actually go in and see it virtually on tour their tour I think that'll be great. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, I know, as we asked SR, um, one other question about uh, for the birthday podcast for Raven, we said, if you could give her a birthday gift, SR, 
what would you give her and why? And SR says, for Raven, I think the best gift she could get was to have someone know her, all of her, and love her, all of her. And that's what she was with William. Mm -hmm. Yes. <sighs> Sigh. I love that. They, they, because they do, they actually, they actually gave themselves to each other. Absolutely. And the, entirely and completely. As Lori says, oh, I know, right? Yeah. One of the neat things that I've noticed when you go across any of his novels, um, the, uh, the man, the male character, the male protagonist always has an unlimited uh, wealth, whether it be, you know, Gabriel, the inheritance from his birth father, whether it be uh, William amassing his fortune through the centuries or Nicholas who has a family background of, of wealth and every woman that has come in as the female protagonist none of them are looking for um, you know the the material things which is something that I, I you know I, I can totally appreciate and understand and I just think that adds, you know, just a whole different dimension to the stories. Because there were, you know, in real life, there were a lot of women who would probably go after any one of the three uh, to amass their own fortunes, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So it's true. And mm -hmm. Annabelle made a comment that she needs to read these books. And yes, Annabelle, you will really, really enjoy them. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And, and as we talk about Raven, we, we've been, um, we are mindful that there might be some people who are listening who haven't uh, read the books. So we are trying not to do any major spoilers. And I apologize ahead of time if we do. But yeah. So what we're trying for yes but if if you if you don't want to hear anything about it you may want to not <laughs> yes, shut your ears listen. <laughs> <laughs> and uh i I'm, I'm loving this i'm reading in the chat room uh franca says okay you've convinced me time for a reread of the florentine mm -hmm. series not sure why, but I have only read it once, but now I can't wait to read it again. Mm -hmm. I, I was saying that to Pam the other day. It's been a really long time since I've read them. Um, I just actually I just it. finished a reread of them. Yes, you have. You were saying that. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> I love it, Franca. I think a lot of people are are doing that. Mm -hmm. And... And Lori uh, just said, uh, just finished them. Amazing. Mm -hmm. So, um, and Lori, uh, Lori from Texas says it can't be spoiled. You get something new every time you read it, mm -hmm. which yeah. is true. Is and true. Annabelle says, thank you. Talk away. As I wasn't sure to read them, um, but you are convincing me. Oh, yes, yes, uh -huh. yes. I, emphatically, yes. And, oh, yes. and, uh, We'll start, uh, Pam will get into some of our comments and thoughts we've pulled together. Yeah, yeah. I should say she's pulled together um, about yeah. Raven on her birthday. Yeah, so I, when I, you know, I'm, I'm trying to go through and look at through this and how to put it all together. So what I, what I decided to do is just tell a little bit about her. Um, when we meet her, she's walking from her friend Gina's apartment. It's late at night. 
She's walking along the Longarno Degli Apolu. Um, she encounters a homeless man near the Ponte Santa Trinita, Angelo, whom she has befriended because, after all, Raven is be befriends everybody. Um, I love that about her. Yeah. I just love that about her, that kindness of spirit. And I, I, that's such a, there's a commonality there between her and the character of Julia. And I still um, say to this day that she and Julia would be great friends, even though Gabriel and William may not be. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> so when she, whenever she sees Angelo, she always has a few coins to give him or some food. Uh, but on this particular night, um, there were three drunks accosting him. Uh, one man was urinating on Angelo. The other man was kicking him. And she, all of a sudden she hears someone stop and not realizing that it was her own voice. So there's a man look to her. Uh, she, they start coming for her and they, they say a lot of derogatory things to her because she's got a cane. She's limping. Um, you know, they don't think her face is very pretty. And uh, so they decide what they're going to do with her. Uh, she is badly beaten. And she is, uh, the men were trying to rape her. All along around this time, there's a group of, of creatures um, that, smelling the blood, are now going after the area. And one of the creatures that races along the roofs from the Duomo is William. And he comes down and uh, he encounters the men and, and the, the creatures, the men start beating up on or killing the three men. And Ava's there. Uh, she's the, the, all of them are vampires. And she's, she's just like, you know, she's trying to get at the woman too, because as described by SR, she has the sweetest blood. But fortunately, William is there. And William, being the Prince of Florence, picks her up and takes her off. Now this is, you know, so they can uh, hopefully help her. And, right. Uh, and as her. Betty notes, she said this part is really difficult to read. Very difficult. It was. That, that was. So just be warned. There's yes. challenges. Um, it, it's it, an example. So would worth be, it, though. And the example would be if you if you and watched any of the seasons of Outlander, um, mm -hmm. there are uh, two or three brutal rape scenes in the in the series. This is just as harrowing. So yes, but when you get through, as Betty says, the rest of the story is so good. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, so there's there's been a robbery. Other and if you want to pick it up, yes, that's that's right. There was a robbery of all the entire set of illustrations of Dante's Inferno by Botticelli, believed to be a copy of the original illustrations. Um, does this ring a bell to anybody? Uh, it should. Mm -hmm. So, as Raven goes back to work, not realizing that she was out for almost a week she becomes the prime suspect in the robbery of those illustrations at the Uffizi. Um, her looks are completely changed. She has no limp or need of a cane and she lost weight. Um, 
enough to be considered physically attractive to the rest of the world. Um, and Ashley's saying the bells are ringing. <laughs> Those around her do not recognize her. And it's from here that she gets involved with the mysterious William York. So Acacia, Acacia, Raven goes through quite, um, quite a transformation during this period. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, she's really lived through a lot her, her entire life. Um, she's had some really tough times in her life. Um, her father passed away when she was very young. Her mother remarries, her stepfather moves them from everything they loved. And he managed to get to her younger sister and uh, was very abusive, incredibly abusive Mm -hmm. to her. And this is when we find out that she is such a fierce protector of her sister. Um, In one episode, she's pushed down the stairs and breaks her leg very badly. Uh, So badly, in fact, that she becomes disabled from the fall. Um, Even after, as it heals, she's she's never able to recover from her injuries. And her physical brokenness reflects her family's brokenness as well. So it's, it's really, really, she's had such trials and tribulations um, as she grew up. Um, when her mother tried to reintroduce her stepfather back into the family, Raven takes her sister and runs. And, and that was one huge theme in this story, her protectiveness, protectiveness. Um, for her loved ones, um, which really initially started with her sister. Um, is such a striking character trait of her. And I think that's another reason why so many people admire her. Mm-hmm. Um, as Ashley writes, so heartbreaking. I feel for Raven and her story. It really, really is, is challenging. And fortunately, throughout this period, she ends up meeting a kindly priest who is in charge of the Covenant House. And he helps Raven and her sister. Um, the stepfather really gets out of their picture and she puts that past behind her. Um, just to note covenant house is one of the, one of the charities that SR supports and has supported for many years. Mm -hmm. And I love the way that he raises their work, um, in his story. Absolutely. Really, really phenomenal. Um, and, uh, looking at some of the other chat comments in the, uh, the chat, Franca had made a note that her paperback copy of The Raven is especially special for her as it was personalized by SR when he was signing the books through a bookstore in the USA. So I think you can enjoy that as Mm -hmm. uh, you dig into your reread, Franca. And she also noted that for Raven, it must be such rewarding work to restore a painting or artwork painted and touched by one of the masters from hundreds of years ago. Mm-hmm. which is true. Oh, and I see Ellie's joined us. Hello, Ellie. Has Ellie. joined us from California. Good morning. It's a little Good early morning. For you. It's early. I know. Good morning. I'll send you coffee. You're sending coffee your way, Ellie. <laughs> and uh, as Susie noted, so many challenges in the series, but such an incredible read. Yes. Absolutely. You know, from Covenant House, she goes to college and is, you know, for her passion of restoring art, and now she's restoring art at the Uffizi Gallery. And it's through the fe- theft that she becomes aware of William York. And I love, like I mentioned, I loved that connection between the Botticelli illustrations 
And, and the, Emersons. the Emersons, it's all coming together. It all, they um, all relate some way. They do. They so do. She's in the effort of trying, she's trying to retrieve the illustrations and she's trying to clear her name at the same time. So she goes in search of William York. And if one thing, Raven is relentless on, on many levels. The way she protects people, the way she goes after things. And she um, she comes face to face with William. And she stands her ground. As, well, you know, the, one, of the, one of the scenes is when he, he's in her apartment. She walks in, it's dark, just getting home from work, tries to put lights on, nothing's going on. And who's sitting in her kitchen but William York, so. Oh, um, that's such a great. Oh, yeah. That's such a oh, great yeah. scene. And he wants her to leave Florence totally. He doesn't want her sticking around. Uh, calls her Jane, which is her uh, her birth name. Uh, Raven is a nickname that she's picked up for herself. And uh, But she's stubborn. She's brave. She's stubborn. She doesn't want to go. So... She's created this beautiful life for herself in Italy, and she do, she's just, that is her world, the art world. And, you know, she's she's come to terms with the fact that she doesn't think she'll ever be loved, that she's somewhat unlovable. And, you know, but so she moves on with her life. And it's only through William that Raven finds herself capable of being loved. And he, he enables that. He gives Absolutely. her that confidence and her that belief in himself. And that's it, it's so it's so beautiful to see that. Mm -hmm. I I was struck by the fact of her stubbornness. I mean, he was warning her to go, and she wouldn't. I, and she she wouldn't. But it was also because she created this. She created this space. She mm -hmm. found this life. She left such abuse and she left such unhappiness. And she she. She made her, you know, she's a self-made woman, right? She is. And she, she surrounded she herself. trained herself. Exactly. And she did not want to, to let that go. And I admire her for her convictions. I really do. Mm -hmm. and, and William, I, as Betty points out, well, uh, well, he underestimated Raven. Yes. Yeah, if you ever see, uh, there's a uh, William York character on Twitter, and uh, Betty always calls him Willie, and he gets very <laughs> indignant, <laughs> which is fine. <laughs> he should be he should be called Willie, but anyhow, <laughs> you know. And William, to as she sees all this stuff, she sees William somewhat godlike, and he is Cupid to her psyche. If you, if you remember the story of Cupid and Psyche, and Psyche was never allowed to see this person who cared about her so much, and mm -hmm. till and then she did, and there was all kinds of issues there. Anyway, um, but you know, his thought is that she is just the most beautiful woman in the world, as he comes to comes around to knowing her, and mm -hmm. allowing and she allowing him to know her as well. So, 
And and Betty notes that Raven is made of steel, she said. And Ashley said, William and Gabriel have a lot in common. And if William <laughs> wasn't trying to kill him, he and Gabriel, you know, would have been good guy pals. I think so. Well, you know. Lori JPMP says, I agree, Ashley. I thought the same. Um, so it's, yeah, it's really, it's true. I mean, there are, there are some, uh, similarity very, very, characters. Very strong personalities <laughs> to say, say, say the least. <laughs> and Franca said, don't blame him. No Prince of Florence should be called Willie. <laughs> no. And I, you know, he's lived in Florence since what? Like, was it 12 something? Uh, after yeah. he was turned and, uh, he worked his way there and he, he, Deposed the uh, the Prince of Florence at that time, and has been prince ever since. So. That's true. And That's it's true. His town. Mm-hmm. Well, you can go for hours, quote unquote. Yes, <laughs> yes. Susie, uh, Susie said William can go for hours too. Yes. Um, and uh, I, I have to laugh earlier in the chat, um, Betty, and this was too good not to mention. Betty said for her birthday, I was thinking of giving Raven chocolate paint. I'm sure Willie would appreciate it. <laughs> well, I would, you know, he might at some point in time, but I think at this point in time, um, yeah, he, you know, he does, he, he doesn't even know what the Godfather is about. <laughs> so, this is true. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if he would, or, or popcorn for that matter. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how much he would like chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> but I think later right. on he might. Later on. At this point, at this point, true. Mm-hmm. So, so as they, <laughs> and Betty said, I'd pay big money to see Willie and Gabriel on a fencing match, shirtless. shirtless. <laughs> Wouldn't we all, Betty? Wouldn't Not we all? Not wrestling or jelly wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! So. You know, I, as we're talking about Raven and talking about how. William has really, you know, when they connect and when they have a chance to meet, how he just really um, makes her believe that she is lovable mm-hmm. and and makes her understand that um, she brings to him in her love uh, that there's hope in the world. Mm-hmm. And so it's really this mutual um, healing in some ways. Mm-hmm. Um, she's accepting of him this dark creature who has his own issues with who he is and who he's able to love without question. And I think it's, I just think it's an interesting meditation in that, in, in what it is to, to love, to be lovable, to consider yourself um, worthy of mm-hmm. love because he considers himself a monster, you know, and that he, he yeah, has no, as, he has no ability to love as, as a vampire. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, and when forces want to separate them, Raven fights to keep them both safe from her kind as well as his kind. Mm -hmm. And I think that is really telling too, that's her protectiveness coming out for him. Again, it's this theme of protecting those that you love. And Um, she's also very non-judgmental on anything. And I mean, you know, I think at one point, one of the vampires, uh, said something on why did you do this or whatever and she says I don't think any sentient being should be you know all beings whether they're creatures or people right are 
you know, worth saving no matter what and are important to, to her. So I, I love the fact that she's, she's not, um, she's so well-rounded as a character of a loving human being who has placed nothing except wanting to know you uh, into your path so that you know you're, uh, you, you're, you're not an unknown and you're not looked down upon. And I think that's another theme that's always woven in, right? This respect, mm -hmm. respect of, of everyone and treating everyone with respect and, and kindness. Um, it's so much about what SR is about. Mm -hmm. And it's so, it's so apparent throughout the books, um, all of his different books, um, respecting people who are different um, from you. Mm -hmm. respecting people who are from other places, respecting those who may be less fortunate mm -hmm. or maybe misunderstood, um, maybe respecting those who are in positions of power and authority that you may have questioned their motives on. Um, it's just trying to treat people with kindness and respect um, it's very much the golden rule, mm -hmm. I think, uh, guides a lot of, of the characters in his books. Absolutely. And I, and I, you know, throughout all his books, it doesn't matter what series or standalone, the, the recurring theme of his is redemption, love, acceptance, hope. And I think that's what attracts a lot of readers to him, just that he has those I agree. And I think what better, what better things to read at, at this time in our, our world history, right? Absolutely. Than books about hope and about redemption um, and kindness. I, I just think it's such, um, it's such a gift that we have these books to read uh, during some of these challenging times. Uh, it, uh, it, it's astonishing to me how many people have had the opportunity um, thanks, you know, thanks to Passion Flicks, you know, reaching out to other people um, who might not have read these books before. And also thanks to other new readers who share the word of mouth on Goodreads um, and other platforms that they're discovering um, this because I think these themes are great and the writing's beautiful and can lead you on to different adventures in different directions. Um, you can learn a lot. I, I know there are many fans who've been inspired to learn um, different, different things. Different taking Dante, taking a Dante lecture. I know some of you who are listening and, and in the chat room right now are taking Italian, mm -hmm. um, trying to learn a little bit more about that. People have been inspired to travel. Um, and Ashley uh, just wrote, that's another reason SR books are all about the love, hope, and redemption. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely, yes. Um, and I love the fact that people uh, have, have been so aware. And Franca, Franca says, I really admired the sensitive issues he wrote about in The Man in the Black Suit. Um, it's true. It's true. He really brings such great depth and um, awareness and uh, ad advances kindness throughout the world. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, Ashley's listening to the Divine Comedy, 
And she's and Annabelle's starting Italian this week. So yeah, and I didn't cool. even realize that both of you were doing that. I know some of the other uh, ladies on the chat um, are are doing those things. So see, it is it's really really um, exciting. Yes, Professor um, Sr. <laughs> yes, I, I, I always call him. I call him. I, I I call him the great professor, because he is. He just is so didactic and teaches us so much. Yes. Yeah, and, and I, I know for <laughs> me, um, mm-hmm. I many years ago I had decided that I was going to take this trip. Um, one of my favorite authors is Jane Austen, uh, like a lot of people, and I always wanted to go to Bath. And mm-hmm. so I, when I was, I'd started planning this trip that I was going to go to England because I've always wanted to go to London and I would go there and go to Bath and just travel there. And then as I got into it, well, you know, and I'm reading the Florentine series and, oh, listen, look at this. It's Florence and artwork and Uffizi and, well, as long as I'm going to England, I might as well just go to Florence and uh, ah. so I, I I did that, and then because I said, well, if I'm going to go to Florence, I might as well go to Paris too, and that way I can do London, Paris, and Florence. So, but mm. you know, when I was in England, I did the Eagle and Child, and sat where the Inklings sat, and went to Magdalen College to see the the statuary there, and you know, just just the all because I was drawn to it by because of SR's writing. And then Paris, I got to see a lot of great stuff in Paris and Giverny was absolutely one of my favorite places to be um, mm. in France. And then of course go get to Florence and I stayed in the same hotel as Gabriel and Julia and I kept looking for William on the rooftops <laughs> and uh, I did the Uffizi. So it, to me, I mean, he, he inspired that in me. And again, this was a trip that I'd been planning probably for 15 years. Uh, so, you know, just through his writing, I, he inspired me to go to other places as well. And it's so exciting. And Anna, uh, I, I noticed that uh, Annabelle mentioned that she's just an hour and a half from Bath Pam. So you were wow. close to where Annabelle was. Um, wow. So next trip, Annabelle, next trip, next time. we're going to come find you. <laughs> because not, I, I, hope, to get, I hope to get there. I did Bath, I did Oxford, and I also did um, Stonehenge. That was another, mm. I guess, my inner druid uh, <laughs> has always wanted to see that. So Very um, cool. And Betty's yeah. saying you need to go to Switzerland and look for Nicholas's home next well, I will. It's in, on Lake Geneva somewhere. So. Oh, sounds beautiful. And Annabelle says, sounds like an awesome trip, Pam. Definitely. You're wel- very welcome anytime. Oh, I'd love to. And love to. Uh, Jean Ann says, that's awesome, Pam. We are planning something as well. And I do think that's another thing. It has inspired a lot of people mm-hmm. um, to, to travel or to visit places. I noted earlier in the chat room, Susie had mentioned last year she actually found, she think, Raven's apartment in the Piazza Santa Spirito. Oh, really? Yes, yes. Susie he, had noted that earlier on in the chat. And I think that's just so cool. That is cool. Because I remember um, when I was planning my trip, and I, I mentioned to SR that I was going to be going there, 
to Paris, I said, you know, I sent him an email before I left and said, is there anything um, I could do for you while I'm in Paris, you know, as far as, because he was still writing The Man in the Black Suit at the time. Uh, is there anything, you, you, you know, you I could get for you or take pictures of for you for, or whatever? And he thanked me very much and he said, now you can go and look for the apartment um, at this one street. And Rude Souffle, uh, I think it is. I, I'm, my French is terrible. But uh, he sent me the area. And so I made sure I went over that, that way when I was in Paris and uh, took pictures of, of the apartment building. And I said, is this it? And I didn't want to share those uh, pictures until I had his permission. So which I eventually did, and it's part of it's part of a Twitter feed that I have now for Man in Black Suit. And, you know, so it was really cool. I, it's funny. <laughs> it, it would, uh, how he inspires things. And, hey, you and I, we went to William & Mary at the Botticelli exhibit. Again. That's true. <laughs> We've done a lot of SR-inspired trips, going to Sealands Grove That's to... Right. <laughs> Susquehanna University and looking for the apple orchard. Yeah, we're um, still looking for. <laughs> we're still looking for that orchard. Um, so I, I think, <laughs> although we did notice the other day night when we were watching the movie together. Um, yes. <laughs> Tom's t-shirt. Uh, yes. The fire department. <laughs> I wasn't going to mention that. <laughs> Sealands Grove. Yes. <laughs> uh, there's an extra G in there. <laughs> yes, I, I, I noticed there was an extra G in Sealands Grove on the T-shirt. Um, I think I think I've been watching it too much, um, but not nearly as much as most of you guys. Um, I've only seen it four times. So, um, and I'm laughing that Lauren had note, had said uh, because Franca had said about uh, the. Italian accents and and learning the the words because Franca, as many of you may know, is uh, an Italian native speaker who's in South Africa now. And she said there are many dialects spoken in Italian, so make sure you learn the proper Italian words. And uh, Lauren had noted that she's practicing that she is practicing, mm -hmm. and I think that's beautiful. Um, who knows? Maybe there'll be a podcast in Italian. And Franca says, Lauren, practice makes perfect. I think it's wonderful you are learning a new language and especially Italian. And Susie, I noted earlier, had a chance to practice her Italian when she traveled to Florence, which I think is wonderful. Awesome. And um, there's my, just been my, so much inspiration. My Italian <laughs> consisted of grazie and credo. <laughs> <laughs> so. Every little bit helps, though. Ah, and. Yes. And uh, I, I saw also Betty's inspired. She wants to find the Norris farm. <laughs> <laughs> and Annabelle says she's, she's watched the film about 30 times, she thinks. So. <laughs> okay, yeah. Hey, some people are watching it every day. There is uh -huh. no judgment. There's, there's quite, quite a, an understanding of being able to do that and Speaking of watching lots of things, lots of times, I know there's, they're working on the trailer um, for part two, uh, trying to get the numbers up. I haven't checked today to see what the latest, uh, the number. 
number yeah, is. We want to make sure we get a million by July 31st. I don't think that'll be a problem because you know, the pace was pretty, it was pretty steady. They were almost at a hundred thousand within like a day or two. It was, it was moving quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, which is good. The trailer as of now, I'm going to turn my volume down, has 260,000 <laughs> views. All right. In one week. So we've got, we're three on pace. We're on it's pace. It's on pace. Mm hmm. To watch it. And That's right. Two hundred sixty thousand in a week. So I've, you I've do that friends, much every week. <laughs> as I've said to friends that uh, go into YouTube, if you could just go on that, you know, click on it. Every click counts. So just to add to it, and hopefully they'll get into it too. So anyway. So I think that's about what we have for today. And, it uh, has been um, beautiful to talk about. I love the fact that we kind of dipped into Raven. I, it's been in so much Gabriel land lately, which is a wonderful land to be in. Mm -hmm. But uh, we'd be remiss without talking about Raven Gabe. during her birthday week. Absolutely. Um, and it's it's just... She has such a great spirit, and I think it is wonderful that people are discovering her or rediscovering her. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and as as uh, as I'm looking in the chat room, they were talking about um, Betty saying the trailer is very sexy, mm -hmm. and Ashley's watching Gabriel's Inferno Part One every day until Part Two comes, and. Susie says, I'm not going to watch it again until just before part two releases. And Franca says, I agree, Susie, going to watch part one and then part two straight afterwards with a big do not disturb sign on my door. <laughs> and what are you going to do when part three comes along? <laughs> oh, my gosh. It'll be a marathon. That will be a fantastic marathon. I will be watching that late into the night because I will definitely watch them straight through. Oh, yes. How many of you guys are going to do that? Five and a half hours. That, that, you know, if you can do a Star Wars marathon when there was only the three movies, you can do mm -hmm. a Gabriel marathon. Oh my gosh! Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'll be breathing by by the end of it. I may <laughs> I may have combusted by then. Uh, Susie's yeah. saying as as well. I think it's time for a reread of the Florentine series. I have a feeling that a lot of people are are picking up on that. They are. I've I've noticed a lot in in, in the Den SR's uh, Fox Den and mm -hmm. other comments on Twitter about people picking up the Florentine series for the first time, which I think is great because it is such a beautiful series, and I you know I'm glad that people are finding out about it. Now I am too, you know, and uh, just to bring that along, and I think the funniest thing with Tosca was when she was when we were there for the set visit, she said, um, now Who's this blonde character at the end? Uh, like, that's right, William York. <laughs> that's right, that's right. And we were we were telling her all about the Florentine series and, and how, she should how, that out. how great it would translate to film and. Also, yeah. how great the man in the black suit would be. Absolutely. Um, so, um, it's, 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 I, uh, Franca says, definitely a marathon of note. I know we're wishing this year away, but I don't care. 
Lauren from Pittsburgh says, Franca, I hear you. I normally don't like to wish my life away, but 2020 has been a rough one. I'm looking ahead to brighter days. Well, I have to laugh. I mean, I don't follow horoscopes per se, but, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. I do like to check it out every now and then. And I actually checked out my horoscope for this year and it said there will be profound changes this year. And I'm like, (laughs) duh. Do you think? Oh, my Lord. Um, I thought there were going to be good things, but it's been... Uh, well, there's been there's been good in the midst of bad. I, mm. I, I keep saying there have been silver linings in the midst of all this. And yes, I think uh, these, this, the films have been a silver lining in this very challenging year. <laughs> and, 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 and actually, uh, Susie, you, you noted that it was torture waiting for the books to be released. I know. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I kind of laugh because people are like, oh, we have to wait for six, you know, two months for the film. And I'm like, we waited a long a time for the books. A year. I, I was <laughs> I was in France in 2017, in the fall of 2017. And I, the man in the black suit, I don't think came out until January of 2019. Yeah. So I, you know, I'm taking pictures of, of Acacia's apartment in Florence or in France and the book's not even finished yet. So I know, uh, I know it's, um, <laughs> Susie noted, as you said, it was a year between the books. Mm-hmm. Um, and Annabelle says, um, or I, I, I just saw Betty said the movie has been the highlight of my year. And Annabelle says, I found you all this year, which I'm so grateful for. Um, I feel that way too, Annabelle. Mm-hmm. We have uh, this beautiful community that really I feel has helped, at least helped me get through some of these challenging times. And Annabelle noted, things will get better. I've only had to wait for Gabriel's promise, so it's not been too painful. <laughs> um, yes. I, and Betty said, really, this has nothing with the films compared to all we've waited for. Um you know, Betty was one of the people uh, behind the We Want a Gabriel movie mm-hmm. campaign um, that really helped to get things started, to get these movies in place. And Betty says, and we are lucky we get all three parts this year and do not have to wait a year between the films. I agree. Mm-hmm. And um, Pittsburgh Lauren said, this community has been one of the brightest and best parts of my 2020. Um, yes. And Annabelle says, we do need a book five, though. <laughs> Annabelle, we completely agree. We are very hopeful for a book five um, of Gabriel uh, to find out uh, the next steps and what's going to happen in their story. And I'm very excited that he's writing a totally different book mm-hmm. in set in Spain or at least set with a Spanish, Spanish. Uh, lead. Yeah, he he can't. He hasn't been able to talk too much about it because he hasn't spoken to his uh, agent yet, apparently. So. Well, we are we are ready and willing and able to support that book. We cannot wait. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> yes. So, anyway, so so with that, um, we wish happy birthday wishes to everyone who had birthdays this week, mm-hmm. and including dear Raven and book birthdays coming up. Uh, we're looking forward to Friday night's uh, birthday celebration with Forgive Betty me. and Perling. Um, celebrating Gabriel's birthday mm-hmm. and yeah baby, uh, yeah, baby. <laughs> I, I Betty's saying we have Gabriel's in front of movie to keep us entertained while we wait for the reshooting to start 
Rapture is going to be a roller coaster. And Susie says, SR needs to write a book set in Australia next. LOL. <laughs> Susie, I've been thinking that too. I would love for him to write a book set in Australia. Absolutely. And, and then I would love for them visit. to film it in Australia. And your son could work on the film. How cool would that be? That would be very cool. <laughs> oh, so. Franca, thank you. Ashley, thank you for the kind words. Um, we're getting lots of thanks for another great Saturday. Thank you, ladies. Um, and Franca's wishing everyone a fabulous weekend, and we wish you that as well. So happy you could join us. And um, maybe I'll see some of you on the Emmer Zoom later on today. Yes, yes. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to make it today. I really want to, though, because I would love to hear. Um, I would love to hear about those chapters. So, mm -hmm. they're good. Ones. Thank you. They are really, really good ones. I, um, I probably am going to have to listen to it um, after the fact. So, so right. great seeing you. It was good seeing everybody. We'll see you next week, and I'm going to leave you with La Cremosa. La. Freaking come. Freaking come. <laughs> <laughs> Have, Have a, a wonderful week, everyone. Be safe. <laughs>